different this time we're going to be covering two films for the price of one holy guacamole (laughs) is that even possible 2017's the babysitter and its sequel from 2020 the babysitter killer queen Mm -hmm. Uh, both directed by mcgee i was going to say his full name but it's mcgee is it mcgee or mcg i don't i wasn't sure i think it's mcgee okay mcgee is a Predominantly a a music video director. He directed uh, over 50 music videos. He did Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. Oh, yes. yeah. He did All Star by Smash Mouth. Mm -hmm. He's done some documentaries. He did a corn documentary. Uh, In terms of films, he did the... Is that corn the band? Yeah. Or just... Oh, right, okay. Yes. The the crop. Yeah, no. Corn the band, he did a documentary. He did the two Charlie's Angels films. Yeah. With Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and suddenly, Drew Barrymore. Suddenly drops massively in uh, respectability. <laughs> and uh, to drop it even more, he also did Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. The only Terminator film I've not watched. This film was in the... Uh, sorry, the script, which isn't written by McGee, uh, was in the 2014 Blacklist for Best Unproduced Script in Hollywood. Mm. They have that every single year, the Blacklist, which I thought, well, that's pretty impressive. And then I had a little look at some of the films that were also in the Blacklist. 2005 Blacklist had Wild Hogs in it, mm. which is the John Travolta... <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know what the hell it is. It's like a, a road movie film, isn't it, where he's I've not seen in, in a gang? I've, yeah, I've not seen that film. And on the exact same list, 2014, was a film called Coffee and Kareem. Oh, yes. Which yeah. you have seen, because ha- you had it in your I worst have seen films. It and uh, it is an absolutely awful film. It was in one of your worst of the year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it really does try. Um, and it tries so hard, it's not funny at all. Speaking of trying hard, The Babysitter. Um, mm. It's hyper-stylized, this film. It's very flashy. They kind of cram geek culture down your throat, really, and saying, oh, yes, we know things like Predator and, you know, things like that. Um, There's nothing geeky about Predator. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, tomorrow night, you, me, party. What up, say? B, call us if there's any trouble, okay? Call, don't cause any trouble. I bet B has boys over at your place all the time. That's what babysitters do. Seriously, have you ever been awake after she's fallen asleep? Anyway, we start the film off, we meet Cole, and he's getting a, uh, a flu jab at school. Yeah, yeah, so he's immediately established, he's a bit uh, he's a bit of a, a soft child, he's bullied, um, and that's basically all you need to know at this point. Yeah, we meet, we meet Melanie, the next shot you see is that they're outside the high school, and then we meet Juan. There's my dad. 
was his high school dream car. He got it after divorce to make mom jealous, but it didn't work because it's just a car. Dad, can you give Cole a ride home? Cole, are your parents expecting you to take the bus home? I guess so. Yeah, they are. So you should take the bus, OK, sport? Sorry, dude. I'll see you, though, neighbor, huh? What's that? NASCAR Nation, bitch! I like him. He was one of my favourite characters, to be honest. He's not in this for a lot, in, in the first one. Is he your favourite character in just this one or both of them? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. They can't, they kind of uh, vie for my my favour, the the two fathers, I yeah. think. Um, they're, they're almost like they're in a different film, those two, when we see those two together. It's like that that's not even attached to the films we're watching. Yeah. It's like they could have just had a film on their own doing what they do. But um, yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, I, I, I like him in this. I, I think he's uh, he's he's ridiculous. We get the bullies next as as um, uh, Cole's walking home, and uh, the bully calls him Colonoscopy. Yeah, which I think is a fantastic bullying nickname. I'm not sure whether they'd use it at that age. Yeah, but it, but I think that is a good a good nickname for somebody called Cole. <laughs> so I actually wrote that down. I thought that's a great nickname. I do get the feeling that these bullies would never be bullies in real life. No, 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 quite the reverse, I think. Quite the reverse. <laughs> They're all um, the sort of three overweight kids all wearing sweatbands yeah. on their wrists and one has it around his head, the main the main bully. And they, they love to talk about uh, Cole's balls. Speaking of hanging, have your balls dropped yet? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're so not gay, they've gone full circle and they're talking about how much they love girls and how much they like talking about if the geek has had sex or if his balls work or whatever the hell they're talking about. Yeah, to which which prompts him to ask, why why are you asking about my balls? <laughs> yeah. They get very defensive yeah, about it. Yeah, they can't answer that. So that's, that's a fair response, I think, if you're ever getting bullied uh, in a comical manner. Obviously, if you're just getting punched in the face a lot by people, uh, it's not going to work. Yeah. That's not a good defense. The the main bully gets very angry and pushes him to the ground, um, which is when we get our introduction to the... The title character of uh, the babysitter, who's called B, who's played by Hugo Weaving's uh, niece, I believe, Samara Weaving. <laughs> You're just going to say Hugo Weaving. <laughs> who's played by Hugo Weaving. <laughs> That'd be a different film, wouldn't it? If the babysitter was a bloke. <laughs> was like, yeah. He's just, just a man, just a grown man. <laughs> but with the same hair. <laughs> the long, blonde, curled hair. Yeah, it would be, yeah, like a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's an idea, WWE Studios. Uh, why don't you do that? Well, B, she bursts the tire of the main guy and whispers something into his ear that makes him cry, and then they all run off. And uh, obviously her advice is uh, she tells Cole to punch them in the dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, run away from them, drop like a bag of rocks to the floor in front of them so they trip over, and when they're on the ground, kick them in the dick. Yep. She's streetwise. And she's also incredibly attractive, which uh, helps massively. There's lots of dick and balls humour just to start us off in this film. Yeah, that doesn't go away. That, that, no. that stays. That that sets the level. You got that level. That's where it stays. Uh, we find out that Cole's parents they they want uh, a night away. You know they're, they're having marriage issues and they, they want to go away to a hotel for a night. So um, yeah, I quite like the parents. Yeah, they they, they seemed okay as well. They yeah. seem quite likable, quite fun. I mean, they're, obviously they're not in it that much, but uh, true or false, Ken? Mm-hmm. Et fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
to Vic and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do some ET. That's how they say goodbye to each other. They do ET fingers. You know, you're 14 year olds nowadays are always referencing ET. Anyway, he asks his mom, <laughs> he asks his mom if she thinks he's a pussy. Mm. Um, what do you think, Ken? Do you think he's a pussy? Yeah. <laughs> he seems a bit one, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? Yeah. I like how they've got like fully grown exotic tarantulas underneath the, the house. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Like that, Indiana Jones. That's a bit unlikely, isn't it? She's down there setting mouse traps for him. The yeah. mum is. Or, or for mice. I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't seem bothered by spiders. She yeah, those. To... Imagine going in your, your crawl space and seeing fucking full grown yeah. tarantulas in there <laughs> in the suburbs of America. Yeah. Not sure why you'd be in there in the first place. Mom, I know pussy also means vagina. I'm not retarded. Cole Johnson, do not say retarded. Skipping ahead a bit, we get to we get to that weird POV shot where um, uh, B turns up to to be the babysitter for the night, and it's a, they switch the shot so you're looking at it from as if you're Cole. Mm. You know, B turns up, she gives him a little wink. There's a lot of that kind of thing going on there. Let's not forget he's 14 years old, but she's she's, uh, she's quite flirty with him. To be honest, this looks like the best day of any kid's life. I think that's how it's written. I mean, the guy that wrote it is probably 30, 40 years old, so he's probably writing it like, this is what I wished happened to me when I was this age. I wish this still happens to me. Well, it's followed by an... uh, Dancing in the in the dining room. Yeah, honestly, the whole thing is like they're, they're swimming, they're they're on a trampoline. It's just like it's fantastic. They they do a dance routine. Lots of slow motion air guitar. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I wouldn't bother with that bit, but yeah. it's, it's it kind of reminded me of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The uh, the swimming scene where she's undressing to get in the pool and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, with... it's just it's all perhaps inappropriate. I've questioned her motives. Yeah. <laughs> we Obviously, have a, if I was him, I'd be in absolutely loving it. I wouldn't yeah. be questioning anything. We have a break from all of the uh, the hilarity for some unlikely pop culture talk where they talk about um, their intergalactic dream team. Yeah, wasted time. Uh, B's dream team is Captain Kirk. <laughs> How old is B supposed to be? I guess I 20. I'm not, I'm not interested in this bit at all. Kirk... Captain Picard, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Ripley from Alien, and the Zen- a Xenomorph Egg. Uh, they see, these scenes just they just they go on too long for one thing. This yeah, scene. that's what I say. I'm not interested in any of this. This, it, this. this is just so everyone thinks. Oh, so you've seen all of those? So you're a Star Trek fan? Yeah. Oh, this is all connecting. It to It feels me. forced, doesn't it? I'm incredibly relating to you. Yeah. It's just like shut up. Well, this the note I've, I've I've written next is I mean, who is the film aimed at? Because style-wise, it's it's almost a, like a teen, yeah. a teen horror, but it's got thirty-year-old pop culture references. About- it's, it's it's like you watch a film and suddenly they'll talk about a film that they liked, and you just think, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, okay, I like that film as well, but I don't talk about it every time I yeah. see somebody. But yeah, they they do it. Um, oh, what's that awful film? I watched Larmageddon. Yeah, where they have a scene where they just discuss the Evil Dead films. For it's like, what are you? Ta- why are you talking about that? Yes, okay, you've seen the Evil Dead. So have we. So what? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make me enjoy this film any better than I was? Yeah, it's like um, 
there's a, a scare package it's called it's on shudder that's very similar to this in that it's just it's too self-aware i think yeah it's, it's just they talk about films so you forget that this is a film but yeah. no of course we're not going to forget this is a film that's why we, we're watching it you idiots it, it does seem like it's a it's a 30 40 year old guy writing it like how he thinks teenagers and that lot speak to each other which is isn't the case and and a good example of that is the next scene where uh, they're they're watching a uh, a film on the side of their house yeah and they're reenacting the scene word for word so they've mm-hmm. watched it a long t- enough times and it's every 14 year old's favorite movie 1971's billy jack yeah hey, give me a so special so I told you you'd make a mistake and I'd be waiting. Well, it doesn't look to me like I really have any choice now, does it? <laughs> That's right, you don't. I'm, I'm going to take, take this right foot. And I'm, I'm going to walk you on that, that side of your face. face. You, you want to know something? There's, there's not, not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Really? Really? No 14-year-old is going to know that film. No anyone who's Samara's age is going to know that film. I I shouldn't think even his parents have even (laughs) ever seen that film. Yeah. They don't seem the sort that would sit and watch that. In order to finish off the checklist of best babysitter ever, Samara Weaving finishes off with some alcohol. She gives him a nice double shot of, of some nondescript alcohol so he can sleep because um, he says he's not tired. So she gives him that and then sends him to bed. She could have just punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped him sleep. <laughs> she could have. And earlier in the film, uh, Melanie, uh, who's his neighbour, said that um, B was probably having sex with her boyfriend at the house because that's what all babysitters do. So he sneaks downstairs to have a little look and see if that's actually yeah, the case. Yeah, she suggests that's exactly what she, he should do. And then calls him a pervy, even though she said to do it. Mm. And what she sees is a spin-the-bottle game going on. Her friends have turned up. As soon as he's off to bed, the friends have turned up. And uh, incredibly uh, wide and inclusive uh, demographic of friends. Uh, you, if you get your, your boxes ready for ticking, uh, you've got an Asian friend. So yeah. you can tick that one off. You've got a black guy. Uh, you can tick that one off. The, um, uh, the, those friends as well, they're, um, apparently they were written to reflect stereotypes of slasher movies, is, is what I've been told. Oh, were they? Yeah. So whereas though they're supposed to be the victims, they flip them to be the antagonists. I mean, if, if it was intended in, in a satirical way, it's not actually obvious. No. You've got the, apparently you've got the goth kid, who's Sonya, who's the Asian one, played by Hannah Mae Lee. You've got the jock, played by... Uh, Robbie Amell, who mm-hmm. plays Max. Uh, Alison, who's the cheerleader, who's annoying as fuck, mm-hmm. by, played by Bella Thorne. And the most annoying character in the film is John. He's played by Andrew Batchelor, also known as King Batch, who got fame from being on Vine, <laughs> which kind of sums up why he's so annoying, because I think when you've got to cram in comedy in 10-second clips, then you just do stupid shit. And he pretty much just acts mental every single scene he's in that guy yeah not not a fan you just gonna lick my face (laughs) (laughs) freaky shit going on smell good though the spit's nice you brush your teeth this morning anyway they're playing spin the bottle with a a a guy that that uh, samara weaving's character b met at the liquor store hi 
first kill here because uh, you think it's just a you know just kids having fun but yet she ends up double knife stabbing him right in the head and uh we get we get a caption at this point we get a what the fuck caption yeah. wtf well no we actually do get the words well yeah we do don't we yeah <laughs> it turns out ken it turns out right oh, go on these people are in a satanic cult. What? But that but that's not what I'm expecting. Well that guy that guy right he yeah. is He's the sacrifice, yeah. and in order to complete the spell, they now need virgin blood to mix in with his blood. They drink it, and then they get whatever wish they want. Wow, how complex. Surely the sacrifice was also a virgin, looking at him. <laughs> I think it could be two for one on that one. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, I suppose, if you've got to go for two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Well, you're welcome. Incidentally, who's clearing up all that blood? Because there's an awful lot from that double stab. Well, we'll find that out later. We get a, we get an old book out, and uh, Cole finds out that, uh, as I say, they need the blood of the innocent for the sacrifice to work. Mm-hmm. His blood. Ah. Uh, not much as it turns out, because Cole goes back into his room, pretends he's asleep, mm-hmm. and they take a little thimble full almost, a little syringe full. And I, I actually thought, like, well, if he like just pretended to be asleep now, they would just leave him alone, and he could probably tell someone the next day, maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, he decides to try and escape out of his uh, his window, uh, ends up passing out because of how much blood they've taken, and then wakes up in a chair. Yeah, he's, he's tied to a chair. The guy, the jock, Max, I think you say, yeah, he's, uh, he's not got a shirt on anymore, uh, which does get questioned, and fair play. Yeah, you know, I I thought that when I was watching it, I just thought, oh, okay, uh, the foot. One of the first thing Cole says actually is, "Why hasn't he got his shirt on?" Yeah, yeah, and uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: even though it doesn't sound like it, you know, I I don't really like the script of this film. What I do like are the kills. Yeah, I think I think the kills I, I, are really well. I actually thought that shirt thing was quite quite a good. I think it, Max is definitely the best thing about I, the cult. I really, oh yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I like. I, I also liked him in the sequel. Well, I was going to say, I'll throw he, that in there now because, uh, yeah, good, yeah. good character. I was going to say that he's actually the best thing in the sequel. Yeah, what Cole had done is he called the police before he passed out, and they turn up now, and we get our first kill where shirtless Max throws a fire poker through the eye of the policeman that comes into the room. And yeah. In order to get the poker out, he pulls it through the top of his head. Yeah, he kind of just like splits his face open. Yeah, it's a great kill. <laughs> it's a really good kill. As uh, he's he's shot the uh, the cheerleader in the tit. In the tit. Yeah, and she never lets us forget about that. She yeah, goes on yeah, for she, ages. yeah, she talks about that a lot. And um, it, it again, it's just like, yes, yes, they're all obsessed with their appearance. And uh, to be quite honest, she'd probably be dead anyway. Because yeah. uh, What's that in the, it, the long it, like, car I don't area. know. I don't know. If the police carry like really, really weak bullets, uh, just in case they accidentally shoot a cheerleader in the tit. Yeah, and she wouldn't shut up either. Oh my god, he shot me in the foot! What kind of dick shoots 
complaining. Uh, stop all your whining. It's only gonna stop growing. They weren't even done. Man, sometimes you gotta settle, all right? I got a cousin, Chantel. Titties flat. Personality real good. Oh, oh she's gonna motor both these, B. How you like it? Let me know. You want them quick or you want them long? You want a little spit on it? On the, my no. And uh, whilst Cole escapes, he gets pursued by uh, by John, and mercifully he's not in the film long because he, he he chases him up the stairs, trips on a toy car, falls over the banister and yeah, through the table. Yeah, he gives us a uh, th- this this ain't Home Alone. And yeah, then, which it kind and, of is. And then exactly in a Home Alone uh, scene, he he slips, falls over a banister, and and stabs himself in the neck. Which I'm, I'll give I'll give them that one. That was an intentional joke. Yeah. By referencing Home Alone and then doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, uh, shirtless Max is the next to chase Cole, who ends up throwing him out the window, landing on the ground. Yeah, now and then he then he leans out the window, got blood on him and everything, shouting at him, and that that kind of made me think of the Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, yeah, yeah. where he's also shirtless, <laughs> leaning over his banisters. Um, yeah, that is that's and, true. Uh, with blood splatter on him, with his hair slicked back, shouting. It, it just made me think that. I don't yeah. know whether that's intentional. It, it didn't make me think that, but now you said that, I could, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, he, he escapes to the the shed, Cole, and he, he grabs a lighter, a blanket, um, and a, a massive rocket firework. Fat dragon. Do we uh, get another caption there? I think we do. I think we, we might get a ca- do, yeah. caption of "Hell yeah," something like yeah, that. I don't know what the fuck that means, but uh, "Hell yeah" for that firework. He hides in the crawl space under the house with all the spiders, and uh, he gets chased by the goth girl. Uh, Sonia, she ends up. She spots him underneath the. Uh, she he's hid. He's hidden himself underneath a blanket. Yeah, and one of those big tarantulas sort of climbs on it. He flicks it off. It lands on a mouse trap. She hears it, and uh, comes back for him. She's just gonna stab him up. Yeah, but he he whips the uh, the blanket off and shoots the the rocket, which misses her and lands on in the yeah, dirt. Yeah, rubbish. He he legs it. He's out of there. He um, drills the crawl space. Uh, mesh back on, so she's trapped in the core space. Gets blown. She, yeah, yeah, she's there. She's trying to stab him through the the mesh. Uh, he fires uh, some hairspray. Is it some sort Something of spray? Like that. Yeah, I think bug it's bug spray. spray. Yeah, yeah, it's bug spray. He's taken down. Bug spray and a lighter uh, fires that into her face, and uh, she just explodes massively. At one point, she actually shouts, "I'm still alive, mother!" And then it blows up again, and so that's the end of that. She is dead now. Yeah, it's good that none of the neighbours here in any of this. Yeah, <laughs> we are in just in suburbia, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's, it's not like they live in the middle of nowhere. This is just in the street, quite reminiscent of uh, the uh, Halloween street. I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but they're all everyone's deaf in the street. Um, what? <laughs> Co- <laughs> Cola. Yes. Did you just blow up, Sonia? No. What did that? A firework. A firework? Holy shit. That is awesome. Cole uh, gets chased by shirtless Max again. Yeah, uh, he's shouting as well. He's still shouting, Cole, and still no neighbours can hear a damn thing. Yeah, and he takes on Samara Weaving's advice and drops to the floor, Mm -hmm. trips him up, goes to kick him and, and misses his dick. Yeah, as he gets told, you missed my dick. Which is amazing because I've got a really big dick, he says. 
which Cole disputes for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then just carries on with the chase. <laughs> See, that was funnier than the actual scene, yeah. just you explaining it. So why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's about to kill Cole by strangling him, and then he hears that the bully, the, the main bully from before, is egging the house yeah, and, and doing what, some dancing. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Max tells Cole he has to go out there and kick... His name's Jeremy, the main bully. He has to go out and kick Jeremy's ass. Yeah, and he gets another couple of nicknames as well after colonoscopy. Yeah, what else uh, we, has he we got? We get uh, Coleslaw, he calls him. <laughs> and then he, he confronts him. He gets knocked to the ground because he's a, a pussy, as, as we found out Yeah, earlier. it doesn't go well. No, he, he says, oh yeah, someone's trying to kill me. He says, all oh, right, then I'll go and get help. And doesn't, he smacks an egg on his face. Why and, doesn't Cole um, just fuck off? Why does he even confront the bully? I don't know. He could have just run away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then he says uh, he calls him colon cancer, <laughs> which is a bit bit more serious of a nickname, <laughs> you know. But anyway, enough of that. Yeah. And, then, and then he just starts chasing him again. Yeah, he just says, "I'm proud of you." Anyway, yeah, so I'll give you a head start. Yeah. This is Max again. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I like Max. He's he's cool. Yeah, I like yeah, obviously, Max. Obviously, obviously, he wants to kill him, but he's not. He's not being a dick about yeah. it. And he's, he's actually is better in the second one. He's good in this, but he's better in the second. And he uh, he takes his coal into the treehouse. He gives us a couple of references as well on this one. He kind of says, "Coal, come out to play," which is uh, from Warriors. the Warriors. Yeah. yeah, which again, no teenager in any capacity would have any idea about. Uh, and then starts doing a um, Friday the Thirteenth. He does the sound effect like with the yeah. He does does all that as well, which you know, I guess that's more for us personally us <laughs> yeah and uh the the uh the treehouse floor breaks through and they both fall and he ends up getting hung doesn't he yeah it's a shame. Apart from the rope so it's a shame that's the end of of max and uh just in case the neighbors haven't heard all of this b comes out starts shooting with yeah. a shotgun yeah, she's got a shotgun and she's just firing that aimlessly out into the yard yeah and he decides to run to melanie's house across finally the road. yes yeah, yeah finally go to someone's house you idiot explains everything to Melanie and that they both hide. And it's, it's a pretty good scene of hiding. It's some good tension, I guess. And yeah, yeah, they're hiding as she's walking behind them. They keep just hiding as she turns corners and so on. And a good fake out with the vase falling that, that gets caught as well. So that's, that's pretty good as well. I mean, there's the thing is, like, even though I'm so, you know, I haven't really said much good about it, but I think um, Samara Weaving's really good in this. Um, I think she anchors the film, and then you've got Max as well, who's good. There's some, a lot of them that are annoying the characters, and I really don't like the script, to be honest, in terms of how many references and just stuff that fourteen-year-olds aren't going to know. But for the large part, this is this is a film that you can watch and just it, it's just fine. Yeah, I, I didn't mind this one. Yeah, I re- I really didn't. I, I thought it was it was just a bit of a bit of a laugh, and uh, obviously the gory. Deaths and the, the, the deaths kill, are the best. The, the kills are well worth it. I think the, the the gore is is really good as as well. Yeah, um, they basically they hide in the bathroom. There's there's some sexy eyes and kissing going on, which is they're fourteen. <laughs> they're fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, that's, no, 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 not dwell. Yeah, I'm not sure it was needed. Anyway, the, he locks Melanie in the bathroom and then he runs back to his house, yelling, "B to come and get him." Yeah, the classic distraction of "I'm over here." Yeah, which would never alert a stalker. To something's wrong. Yeah, I don't know when Cole. I mean, Cole was scared of of driving. You know, his dad thought he was a pussy, even if his mom didn't, because he would refuse. He was scared of driving. Yeah, he never called him that though, to his credit. No, dad. and he was he's scared of everything. But now, as soon as he's threatened, he turns into an action hero. Well, it's it's because Mel. He has just had a little kiss with Mel, yeah. isn't he? So uh, he's suddenly he's he's manned up. 
The house is back to normal when he gets back, Ken. What? You're not going to believe this, Ken, but listen to this. What? He gets back. Yeah. Everyone who's dead is now gone. What? The house is... The blood all over the carpet and stuff is gone. Incidentally, that's not the same rug. It's not even the same pattern. Oh, is it not? No, because when, when they did that, I, I had to look at that rug. Yeah. I just looked and I thought, well, that's a massive mess, isn't it? You should really have plasticed something or did something. And uh, then when he goes home, that's a different pattern. The police car. If I notice that, surely the parents will notice that. Come on. Yeah, the police car, that's gone as well. And then we get uh, Alison, the cheerleader. She attacks Cole. And there's a call back to the fact that the dad put the uh, the knife in the in the dishwasher. Yeah, we didn't we didn't cover that by the way at the beginning, but uh, no, we did see a massive knife and we knew it would come in. Yeah, and it does here. I mean, it's in the dishwasher. Alison's going to use it and kill Cole, and then uh, B just blows her head off with a shotgun, <laughs> which yeah. I didn't really. It's, it's a CGI effect, but I suppose you know, yeah, use it. It's well, fine. She's not going to really do it. No, but like a, you know, <laughs> a practical effect. But I suppose you know, it's fine. Um, and then. She wonders what to do. I mean, she she kind of treads the line of good and bad, doesn't she, B? Because mm. she kind of likes Cole. Yeah, she doesn't really want to kill him. No. But at the same time, she can't really let him go. Yeah, and she's she's pondering what to do with him, and she needs to go to a new town, and uh, Cole threatens to... We have a little montage of uh, how the film could be explained away should they both survive. So if she lets him live, then this is how it is. They came to our house. They did this. We've survived. Yeah, and she gives him a little wink and says she can come with me and tries flirting with him, basically. But he's he's not having any of that shit after a, a kiss from Melanie. No way. He, he threatens to burn the book, and he ends up doing it. He, he sets fire to the, the devil book that they've got. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, he runs. She's there trying to put the book out, of course, because she needs that for more witchcraft and spells. And then we get uh, Queen. Queen starts blaring yeah, out. Yeah, we are the he, champions. He, he jumps in the muscle car from uh, the... Mel's dad, who's out with the Protestant, um, <laughs> obviously not in his car, and uh, yeah, we are the champions. Is played, and uh, he he speeds up off the street like a drag racer. He obviously does the wheel spins and everything. Speeds off up the street. Um, Mel's happy, saying like "Go, go, go!" And instead of "Go, go, going," he turns it towards his own house he flips the car over some rubbish some debris of his uh, tree house yeah because it gets mentioned earlier on yeah. doesn't it by b she's like oh is that all of your is that your tree house roof and it's basically used as a stunt ramp to mm. in order to barrel roll the car in midair yeah which is, i thought was a great stunt. it was good yeah yeah very very good stunt and uh, b looks up as she's there trying to put the book out she looks up and sees this car just heading straight <laughs> through the towards window the house. At her. yeah and just smashes through the house and, and through B. And she's actually impressed. She's not even angry at no, the fact no, that... She, she's not yet dead. He, not... he climbs out. I don't know how he's okay. But he, <laughs> yeah, he, he climbs that's a out, death He instantly. climbs out of the car and she's just like, yeah, everything okay? And yeah, she she's underneath the car. And and, uh, and she can't resist, you know, they, they can't resist some more 80s pop references. And uh, they have a conversation. This time it's Cole's turn to tell us his intergalactic dream team. Yeah, waste time. The first thing he, bearing in mind he's 14, the, the first thing he says is Admiral Adama to lead. I had to look up who Admiral Adama is, and apparently he's from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that classic favourite. <laughs> yeah. Data from 90s Star Trek mm -hmm. for his intelligence and cool head. Mm -hmm. Predator to fight. Yep. And then he says, and me and you. 
and he mentions them too and she says i didn't know that we could choose ourselves and he's like it's sci-fi we can do what you want it's like fucking hell yeah shut up <laughs> yeah and then she, she dies uh, just before a, a failed attempt at some at et fingers which is yeah a, he's uh, not having any of that no no he does tell her that he loved her though yeah which is fair enough I, I did. I only watched it for an hour and a half. He, he's known it for years. E.T. Finger sounds like a private eye. <laughs> I'm not sure he does. He sounds like a... He sounds I like wouldn't a, hire him. Like a, like a 1920s gangster. Maybe that's more likely. <laughs> uh, finally, the ambulances and the police turn up, as do the parents for some reason. Why do the parents turn up? They're not just sure. randomly, yeah. Not sure. And he tells them that he doesn't need a babysitter anymore, and that's the end of the first film. We get a mid-credits firefighter. He's going through the house. B's mm-hmm. gone, and then she ends up killing him. So yeah, the bullies outside they actually uh, show some respect, except for the main bully who just doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So as we said, you know, I, I think there's some the plus points in in the first film, and I think, as I said, I think Samara Weaving's the best thing in it. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah. And I, I like the dynamic as well between B and and the kid, and it, it treads the line of the culture references, and it occasionally slips off. But you know, ultimately, I think it's 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 a it's a good watch. And as I say, the go- the kills are, are really good. Yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed this. I didn't mind watching it again. Yeah. So they. No, go. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the the just the pop references were too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like oh shut up. That's yeah. no one would ever speak like that. And if you didn't like the pop references in the first one... Holy shit. Moving on to Babysitter 2, Killer Queen, which is from 2020, directed by McGee. It's got all the same cast in it again. Uh, it's got the exact same sort of smug, snarky tone, along with all the pop culture references, but it's all dialed up to 11 this time. Growing up is worse than a near-death experience. I can confidently tell you that because two years ago, my babysitter and her friends tried to kill me. The worst part is nobody believes me. And now everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I miss her. You're a weird little dude with a crush on a murderous, fictitious babysitter. We just got to get you laid. That's your advice? That's what the f*** just came out of my mouth, man. Yeah, and it, it, it's apparently two years later. Apparently, yeah. Apparently two years later. Uh, it was only made three years later, I guess. So, But yeah, so everyone's only two years older. Yeah, mm. I think the, the the first one was shot in 2015. It was released in 2017, and this came out in 2020. So there's actually a massive gap. Only two years. Yeah. Okay. But that, which is the reason why, when you see Cole and you see Melanie, mm. they look way older. Melanie. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my question. Yeah, they look much older than they do in Melanie. the first one. Melanie does not look two years older. No. <laughs> in any way. Yeah. And uh, this film tries way too hard to be cool. I mean, whether it's a 60-year-old teacher or a 16-year-old mm. girl, every single character speaks in the same way, with the same references. Yeah, same quick fire, everything's a joke. It's just oh. irritating. And as well, when you look at it, um, Brian Duffield, as I say, he wrote the original screenplay. This time, it's McGee himself and three other, so four people wrote this screenplay. And it's all over the place. It shows it. This film's all over the There's place. There's references just everywhere. And it's just pointless references as well. It's just like, yes, okay, yes. I know what you mean, so therefore what? Is that cool then? Yeah. Yeah, you get a Terminator 2 references thrown in fucking about eight, eight plus times. It's through the it's whole just fucking all the film. Way through. It's like, yes, it is good. Yeah. We know. 
you get uh, Kanye West references. Like, I, I don't know. Is is that still going to be relevant later on in life? Yeah. You get um, it's references. I don't even know what they're talking about, but I know they're trying to talk about something current. I saw a, a review of this film, and it said, uh, this is like if the guys who did Scary Movie did a piss take of the first babysitter, which yeah. I think is absolutely bang it's, on. It's, it's just stop talking about other things that have got nothing to do with this film just for the sake of saying them, so we all know that you're aware of it. And uh, no one no one believes, Cole, uh, that what had, what had happened, even though the bullies were outside and his mum and dad saw it, and so did Melanie. None mm. of them believe that what had happened to him actually happened. He's got PTSD from the events. He's taking drugs now. And the first 20 minutes of the film is exactly the same as the first film. He still goes and sees the doctor, mm-hmm. who again talks like no doctor has ever talked before. He says, all you need to do is go out and get laid. And then he starts ad-libbing about herpes and chlamydia or some shit. Yeah. Aren't you also the nurse? Yes, from 8 to 2, I'm the nurse. Before that, I'm the guidance counselor. I went to Cornell, motherfucker. I'm a psychiatrist. Well, why do you work here then? Why are you breaking my balls? I don't get. Why are you breaking? I thought we were cool. We cool? Yeah. Are we boys? I thought we were boys. Look, yeah. But look, you're not my only student. You hear what I'm saying? I got 27 other kids out there. Some of them have gonorrhea. Some of them more bipolar than Kanye West. Some of them got chlamydia. It gets on your dick. It gets in your mouth. The shit gets in your eyes. Yeah, it's so in gross. your fucking eyes. This is a herpes couch right here. You sitting on this is herpes everywhere on this thing. Yeah, Cole's, uh, he's now wearing a corduroy suit, which yeah. will certainly stop the bullies. It's, it's, <laughs> I think they said in the first one, it looks like this kid's hobby is being bullied. And uh, yeah, it still does, two yeah. years later. Even the, the, the title card, that's the same shot of him getting hit in the face of the basketball, the guy saying pussy to him and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, and then he gets hit in the, again. So like they added a second hit in the back of the head with a ball. And uh, again, it's Melanie outside of school, which is the same shot as the first one. Yeah, every every time they chat, by the way, um, everyone in the background's in slow motion. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, they I did. did that in the in the first one where they were speaking on the school bus. Everyone in the background's in slow motion, and they do it again whilst they're talking outside the school. Everyone's in slow motion except them two. Yeah, for some reason, I quite like that. That's probably the only thing I liked in this one. Is that <laughs> how it is when we talk, Ken? I think it is. Yeah. Although there's nobody in the background because we haven't got any friends. You were with me that night. You saw what I saw, right? I mean, be the cops, the blood. Please, you gotta help me out. Didn't Dr. Davis say not to talk about this stuff? Despite, the, as I say, Melanie being there the night, she just dismisses Cole's when he starts talking about it mm-hmm. and says you should focus on the good things of that night, like us kissing in the bathroom. It's like, well, sort of four teenagers got killed. Um, yeah, in my house, my babys- in front of me. My babysitter disappeared. All of these plot holes that everyone seems to forget has happened <laughs> and no one seems to believe me. We get introduced to a I boy... Mean, how did they explain away the dead firemen? Exactly, dead firemen, dead I mean, police, yeah, t- t- two policemen. Well, I don't know whether they never found the policemen. They just went missing, mm. <laughs> missing in action. Part three, Braddock. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you just can't explain it, so we'll forget it never happened. Yeah, it, it not, nothing happened. We meet her boyfriend, who's a DJ, Jimmy Jammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it t- turns out that Mel and uh, and Cole aren't even a thing. Yeah, exactly. Because, she because talks she's now, Yeah, because now she's going out with this muscle-bound idiot. DJ Jimmy Jammy. Put some respect on his name, Ken. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry about that, DJ Jimmy Jammy. <laughs> Much respect on your name. There's two mates. There's Diego, who's a, a little fat Mexican kid with a yeah. peaked cap, <laughs> and Boom Boom, who's a little fat <laughs> Mexican, Mexican kid in, without a cap. 
Uh, he actually calls him cold slaw as well. Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. They probably couldn't think of anything else with coal in front of it. Lots of snarky dialogue as well. Like, she takes the piss and he laughs and he says, get off my dick. It's like, are you just intentionally totally unlikable, all of you? It's... It- Thing I always thought as well, and I was thinking, so only two years has passed. They've just kissed for the first time. They're now at 16. She's dumping the nice guy and going out with a total fucking idiot. <laughs> DJ total fucking how, idiot how to that, you. I know, but how did that even happen? You know, it's just like, it was two years. Yeah. How have they, like, not still girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. I don't care anymore. We get a we get a uh, a lecture on Faust. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yes, it's uh, I mean they kind of um, but yeah, it, it comes back. Obviously, yeah, yeah. They, they do bring it back. There's a reason for mentioning Faust and, and Mistopheles. Yeah, yeah. I I I studied Faust at school. Yeah, yeah. So I know exactly what was going on here. Yeah. So the, the, I've also got the film. I think that's. A, have you? I think that's a Brian Yuzner. It's Brian Yuzner did that. Of course he did. Faust. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a lecture on Faust and it's interrupted. By the arrival of the new girl, she's got crazy hair. She's she, got a, she gets a slow mo intro as well with a bit of music. Over, she gets like a musical intro. Like yeah, it's cool, like a eighties like, hair yeah, metal, l- like a bloody music video, McGee. <laughs> yeah, McGee, you dick. She's got a, a textbook nan cardigan on and mm-hmm. some heart shaped glasses. So you can tell. I mean, I actually had this conversation with. Um, my girlfriend about different women how they're interpreted in films and there's a thing that comes up called the manic pixie dream girl it's in like uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind for example kate winslow turns up and she's just quirky and weird and and this this phoebe is exactly the same um, quirky yeah she's quirky isn't she quirky this i mean she's annoying yeah <laughs> um yeah, she got in the school from uh, from Juvie via uh, Care in the Community Programme, and the teacher wants to know three interesting things about her. Yeah, Do you want to know them, Ken? No. <laughs> I didn't want to know when they asked her. I'm going to read them out to you. to tell me them again. One, because this comes into play. Yeah. One, snakes are the most misunderstood reptiles. Yeah. Two, and this is this is the one, this oh, is the this first one me off. that I was just rolling my eyes at. Her favourite movie facilitates between deliverance or anything by Rob Reiner. Mm. You know you know how 14-year-olds love yeah. deliverance and yeah. the films of Rob Reiner. Yeah, from, yeah, from the 70s. <laughs> you mean, the deliverance film from the 70s. <laughs> and Rob Reiner from the 70s yeah. also. Yeah. And she's late for her period. Nine days late, no one laughs and neither do we. My favourite movie vacillates between deliverance or anything by Rob Reiner. And I'm late. What are you talking about? You're right on time. Oh, no, Principal Hybrid's my period. I'm nine days late. Oh. And God damn it, I was on the fence about it, but I think I might just keep it now. Because looking at all of your beautiful faces, I'm just so overcome with optimism for our future. I just want to fucking scream. She's been in juvie, right? Yeah. What are they doing? Just sat watching Deliverance. <laughs> yeah, and Rob yeah, Reiner and films. Rob Reiner. Just keep putting on, I don't know, what should we watch tonight? You bunch of criminals. Let's <laughs> watch some Rob Reiner tonight. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to watch Deliverance again? And to, to just to to top it all off as she's she goes over to the, the, the school linebacker by the looks of him and tells him to get out of the seat and leave the yogurt. 
And uh, he does. And she yeah. just sits down, starts eating his yogurt. And then the fucking teacher, 60-year-old... Using, using the same spoon as yeah. he was as well. She just walked in. He's just some fat ginger kid. Oh, come on. Bring and your own spoon. <laughs> if you're going to nick yogurts, bring your own spoon. God's sake. If you take anything from the Bad Movie Cult podcast, yeah. that's what you should be taking. That, that's some basic hygiene. And even the the sixty year old history teacher talking to well English teacher talking to you about Faust, yeah. then turns and says, "You crazy bitch!" Yeah, at the camera, at me, at you. He said it at me. I, I, I paused it and I I replied. I was not having that. Yeah, uh, it tries to give us some semblance of plot by the, it shows the the parents and they they're worried about Cole and they're thinking about sending him to a, a psychiatric school. For the the mental, yeah, I think I it's on the brochure. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, psychiatric school. Yeah, uh, there's they have a, a meeting at eleven a.m. Thanks to a a post-it note that's placed right on the uh, uh, one p.m. Oh, sorry, one p.m. Posted right on the the front of the the brochure there. Yeah, because he, he's he's looking for his uh, he's looking for his essay that he's written, and of course it's downstairs where he hasn't been. Yeah, he he takes the he takes the brochure to Melanie and, and tells her about it, and um, yeah, and she couldn't give a shit. She didn't give like two us. fucks. No, it's just same as us. Yeah, it's whatever, she, mate. She says just just ditch the idea and just come get, get, come with her to this party she's going yeah, to. Yeah, let's go to the lake. Yeah, we're all going to the lake. Are you coming? Let's not forget the snarky comments about well, everyone's on drugs, Cole. Don't and then you get all oh. the pop ups of yeah, that's that's rubbish. Yeah, I mean it's probably true in America. I think they they like to. <laughs> just dose up the kids. Yeah, but like. yeah, it's just pointless. It's yeah. just like they, they introduce characters that aren't in the film just to say they do this, blah blah blah, and a little funny bit. It's not funny. Yeah, there's and some, there's, there's like porn and even vitamins. I mean, how's that a, a bad thing that yeah, people are? Yeah, it's just stupid. If you do, if you take vitamins, Ken, you'll have iridescent green urine, which is the which <laughs> <laughs> will get you respected every locker room. Yeah, yeah, and it does. Except for Phoebe, no one knows what she's on. Mm. She's she. I tell you what, she's addicted to pulling rabbits with keys attached to their ears out of her locker. She doesn't know who's put that there. Yeah, and it, it's weird because Diego, Diego is is like following her and saying, "Are you coming to the lake?" Um, and she says, "Yeah, I can't wait to finger you," which is an odd thing to say to Diego, and he finds that quite an odd thing as well. That sounds like a job for ET fingers. <laughs> Private eye. <laughs> Fingering Diego. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the that's the subheading of that. That was that, that was a film spin-off. you were in. <laughs> in your early years, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't put that on my uh, my biography anymore. <laughs> uh Cole decides you know what, I am you know, I'm gonna go with her. Yeah. Well first we get the oh what what's up with her? And it says I heard she killed her parents. And uh, yeah, that's that's Phoebe. That's that's the new girl. I heard she killed her parents. Then there is that rabbit. She's got a toy rabbit in her locker. Uh, it's got a key ring uh, attached to it, and, and some, uh, something in its eye, like a yeah, little and, note. and it says it ends tonight. Yeah, that's what it says. And on it's the it. on the back, it's on the back of like some sort of lucky numbers yeah. scrap of shit. Yeah, intriguing. It's like out of a fortune cookie. Yeah. Yeah, say so Cole decides to go with her. And um, 
he gets in the. That, that's <laughs> uh, that's after it's red pill or blue pill time. Oh, they get Matrix a little reference reckon. there of the Matrix that they won't have seen either because that's then, still ten years when they were about three years old. And then smashes it over your head by having the the school locked down to yeah. one side of him, and then her with the keys. Uh, DJ Jimmy Jammy jumps in the back and he gives a. a, a that, yeah, yeah it's, it, the, the car they get in. Yeah. Before before we get there, anyone jumping in the back, the car they get in is a ridiculous car. You know, I mentioned the drag racer, the first one. This is now even more drag racer. It's got flames up the side. It's got the big hood uh, extra, whatever the hell that is. I've never known what they are. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's quite ridiculous. It's her dad's, isn't it? Yeah, of course, it's her dad's. He's not been in it yet. There's a Thelma and Louise reference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They they say, yeah, and they hold their hands up together and shout, shout Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Uh, and lift the, the arms up. Yeah, it's like, shut up. Yeah, like, they're going to know that. 1991, that came out. But at least it's more oh, recent. I saw that at the cinema. Fucking hell. <laughs> at least it's more recent than Billy Jack, <laughs> which they were fucking reenacting. <laughs> 20 years before Thelma and Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy, as, as I say, uh, DJ Jimmy Jammy gets in the back, and um, he, he actually says a line that actually did make me laugh out loud. He says... Glad you decided to join. You can have some fun. Set our dicks on fire, huh? Which, you know, if you're going to have fun, you might as well set your dick on fire. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> we all have, yeah. <laughs> that was in, that was in, what was it? Fingering Diego. That Fingering was in, Diego. That was in yeah. that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's in the um, DVD scenes choices. You can choose setting our dicks on fire scene. I'm more than happy to skip past the scene of um, Melanie and Cole's dad talking internet jargon to each other. When they go over to the house, they talk about followers and yeah. memes and yeah, I've not bothered him writing that shit down. No, they basically it's just to find out that Melanie has stolen the car for the weekend. Yeah, he's now got long hair. Uh, yeah, Mel's dad, same uh, same actor, long hair. Yeah, he's just now some sort of like stoner guy. I don't know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, which wasn't alluded to at all in the in the first no, one. He just seemed ju- like no, a, a just, bro. Yeah, he's just a bit of a dick. Yeah. It? A quick scene at the, at the the gas station run by what looks like a porn star. Yeah, I liked her. In some sort of leather miniskirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, some talk about condoms, which Cole buys. Yeah, he buys some XLs. Again, she just talks like everyone else in this film. Hey. Hey. Uh, Anything else? No, that that's it. You sure? Because you looked right behind me, and that's where the rubbers are. She wants some? Oh, no, she has a boyfriend. Fuck that guy. She's not into him. She's into you. Really? Magnum XLs. It's the Tiffany's box of condoms. Uh, okay. Hundred bucks. Get to the get to the party, and this looks like this my is, worst yeah, nightmare. I've fucking written that. It looks so shit. Yeah. It's just idiots parking their cars whilst other idiots On the are harbor. already dancing. If you if you go like the. I don't know how many cars there are. Probably more than 30. I'm going to say 30. You've got 30 cars. They're all there, and they've all got music on that they can hear and no one else can, and they're all dancing needlessly, just dancing. I haven't seen a boombox since the fucking early 90s. Someone walking around with a boombox on their shoulder. But you see that three times in there. says blow up sort of inflatables for the pool and stuff, unicorns and shit. And you never see these people again. Good. Uh, Phoebe turns up. She pulls up in a truck. And uh, oh. she drops a, a large Marge reference yeah, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Off. That pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. She seems. She seems to. Uh, she looks like she steals just a random guy's jet ski and drives off. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, she just walks without stopping. She gets out, does the large marge thing, just walks solidly over to a jet ski, gets on it, and just fucks off. Yeah, and that was it. It's like what? Then, it's, then you get Mel coming back to uh, to Cole, who's just standing there looking at idiots dancing, and she says, "Well, what do you think? Everyone's having so much fun." Yeah. He's just like, "We've just got it. Why are you all dancing?" Yeah, she uh, she talks him into staying as well, doesn't she? Oh, Somehow, because he wants to leave. To be honest, I would have just fucking walked. I'd have walked home. That's how shit that is. No, I saw it and thought that I would not be seen fucking dead at oh, anything like that. Man, I mean, you get the spring break things, and I. I Obviously, we're not in America. Yeah. <laughs> we're not Americans. I know the accents might have give us away, but we're not. <laughs> and every time Spring Break gets mentioned in films, it's just like, is, is that really what that is? Do you just seriously get into cars, hopefully convertibles, and then when you drive off, just wave your arms in the air shouting, woo, Spring Break, and then you get tits flashed everywhere. Is, is that really what happens? So some people get there via um, 18-wheelers. Yeah, well, it's with large marge. Yeah, large marge. It's, it's like, does, is that seriously what happens? And what the bloody hell's the point? Uh, Cole decides he's going to throw his pills into the, the harbour there, mm-hmm. and he, he just throws them in because everyone's just having great time. He says, um, he says they're normal, I'm not. I'm not sure they're normal, Cole. Oh, that's, that's just irritating. Yeah, no one acts like that in real life. Well, maybe Americans. That's what I'm asking the question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, and they end up, they end up going on a, they hop on a boat and off they go for the party. There's See a, now, that looks like it's more fun. I would do that. That yeah. bit looks okay because yeah. they're away from all the other idiots who are just yeah. needlessly dancing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, me and you, we've been, we've been together to a, a music festival, and you know, that's that's. If you go to anywhere in England to have a good time, music festivals tend to be that kind of situation. No mm. one was just randomly dancing around, no. and there was there was actual music. Yeah, and they still weren't doing it. No. Anyway, and it cuts to the parents with probably the worst written cop in film history. Mm. And again, he talks the same as all the kids. He throws an 80s reference in. Yeah. He does the vanilla ice ice baby. Yeah. And I just thought I'd just mention it quickly. I'm going to skip over it unless you've got anything to add to it. No, it's just... Oh, we, just well, we just... get we get the, the Melanie's dad, who, the joke about I like the car more than my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says through the whole if, thing. If you miss that, he does mention that again about eight times later. Officer, let me ask you something. Is there some sort of a traffic light face recognition, Lexus Siri, uh, Orwellian obstructive tactic that's used on all citizens at all times? I feel like I saw that on TV. That exists, right? If that were real, the infidelity wouldn't have caught me by surprise. Fucking bitch. Who are you talking about? My boo. Look, nine out of ten runaways are back by dinner time. He's not a runaway. Unless they got in a van, then they're dead. They're nothing to worry about. They're not back by tomorrow. I'll bring in ice. Nice, baby. Uh, we're back on the boat, and the, there's a party game going on. Uh, it's Cole, it's Melanie, it's uh, it's Boom Boom, it's DJ Jimmy Jammy, and it's Diego. Uh-huh. And uh, we end up with Cole and Melanie. They're in the. They go for a little smooch in the uh, yeah, in the cupboard. They go into the closet. He says, "Are you not worried about them going into the closet?" Uh, and uh, the boyfriend says, "I think he's been in the closet long enough." And they laugh, and they said, "There's no worries about." A boy going in the closet with your girlfriend. Yeah, doesn't he question if Cole has a dick or something like that? Uh, probably. Uh, they come out and they start actually. It does actually say that he has got a penis uh, in the closet. So yes, he overhears him. Yeah. So I don't even I think he's got a dick, and he tells Mel that he has. 
Yeah. Well, that's she, good. She says that. Yeah, I know. How does she know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's not two years later. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, absolutely no way. <laughs> uh, DJ Jimmy Jammy and Diego they start asking Cole about the satanic cult. Well, I'm just going to interrupt and say that this this for me is worth a mention that as they do kiss in the closet, um, Foreigner starts mm. playing with "I Want to Know What Love Is" and. Uh, that is the best rock ballad song ever written. <laughs> so I just thought I'd mention that every kiss or sex scene should always have that as a soundtrack. Is that which is on that's Magruber? Is it that? No, Magruber is... Uh, when he's with his dead wife in the graveyard. What's that? Oh, I can't remember now. That's perfect. Is it Mr. Mister? Is it Broken Wings? It might be, yeah. Yes, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that that's really like with the music and stuff and when yeah, it's the, the that, grave digger. Yeah, and then it stops. <laughs> it's just him making a noise, shagging nothing. Yeah. And but no, but yeah, but this this is uh, it's a fantastic use of that song. And uh, as I say, that once they come out of the closet, they t- they start talking to, to Cole about the satanic cult and Melanie jumps in and says that Cole um you know, he doesn't want to, to talk about the evil book. And then Cole's like well, well, hold on one goddamn second. Whoa. Yo, so you went crazy, right? Diego, shut up. You, like, saw a blood coat or some shit? Leave him alone. Cole's his own home. He can speak for himself, Noodle. Ah, uh, okay. come on, bro. I got to know. You saw dudes killing folk, mixing the blood? Come on, see money Spill the beano. Stop. Cole didn't come on this trip to talk about some blood cult or the devil's book. Can you please just change the subject and... Jesus. How would you know that? Because I signed my name in it, Cole. And then we get our first kill of the of the movie. About fucking time. Yeah, because this is quite a while into it. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a massive sort of fisherman's hook. Yep. That gets straight through Boom Boom's neck, and it turns out that she's the sacrifice. Yeah. Slices her neck clean open. Lots blood of blood everywhere. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All over uh, Diego. Yeah. All of Diego's face. Yeah, reminiscent of uh, John, of course, in the first one, getting covered in blood in the face. Yeah, from, uh, and they say Boom Boom does the, the role of Samuel, who gets killed in the first one. Uh, and, we, and we also get that caption. We get the what the fuck caption. Again, yeah. And it does actually say again. Oh, yeah. So we get a caption that says again, just just to remind us. It's one of those, it's, it's basically this. You know, if you see a sequel and uh, some people will say, do I have to have seen the first one? Yes, is the answer to this. You yeah. do have to have seen the first one to have any idea what the hell's going on because they reference the first one so bloody much. I say the first and 10 they just minutes copy, is, Yeah, they yeah. they copy so much from the first one that made it okay. You know, it was quite enjoyable, as we said. We quite enjoyed the first one. This one, just kind of, it's just the same film and they make sure you know it's the same film. Everything that was good in the first one is ruined in the second one. Yeah. That's that's it. Sorry, back. Carry on. Yeah, and uh, as you say, uh, uh, I think you make a good point as well. When we've spoken before, when you say like, if you're uh, a sequel, don't reference the better original so often because yeah. all it does is make you think, why the fuck am I not just yeah. watching the you original? Just think, yeah, that was a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, on with this one. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that Melanie, DJ Jimmy Jammy, and Diego, they're all in this cult that B was in, and mm-hmm. they're all trying to do the same ritual. Yeah. But that's not the that's not the least of it because hang on a minute, who's this? I I watched you die. I watched you all die. We are dead. 
Duh. We finish this by sunrise, or we have to go back down to limbo for another two years before we can try again. Let's get our core cocktail on and finish this. Yeah, let's fuck him. What? Yeah, we get the original cult members, minus B, they all turn up. So Phoebe, in a bit of good news, it'll turn up for the books for Phoebe. Phoebe's turn from my least favourite character to my third least favourite character <laughs> now that John and um, Alison have turned up again. Uh, yeah, they're all back from the first one. Max, thank fuck, is back. Yeah, he's Sans still t-shirt. got no shirts on. Thank goodness for that. And then almost on cue, Phoebe, we've already just been talking about her. She turns up. She's looking for some gas. Yeah, I d- yeah. it's weird because uh, they're on a boat in the middle of nowhere it's in a lake. It's like almost like a Bugs Bunny. And yet she's she's there as well. Yeah, it's like a Bugs Bunny little cameo. It just turns up. I took the wrong turn in. Yeah, Albuquerque. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she turns up asking for for a gas and sees what's going on. Yeah, Exit sees, stage right. Sees the corpse. She gives us a cosplay reference as well because, you know, that that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does that for us. Um, apparently what, what it is, they do explain it, that they've been two years in limbo and then they get the opportunity to try again. Yeah, that seems likely. Yeah. Uh, it, what it does do is it distracts them enough uh, for Cole to escape. And he escapes up into the onto the top deck. Yeah, he he, he goes down a slide and lands on the jet ski. Yeah, which um, is a slightly <laughs> you, better exit. Oh, I've already, ship <laughs> I've written it. Than Rob Van Dam. I've bloody written it, haven't I? <laughs> in the, the same kind of exit in uh, what was it? Three headed shark attack. Three. Yeah, I can't remember which, how many heads the shark had by this guy. Yeah. yeah, if you if you follow up, if you're a member of our site, you'll see that we do it of the week, and we did best exit off a boat of the week. Rob that Van was Dam. our very first of the week. It in was. Fact. I think we should do that maybe every month. We should just <laughs> put that back on. It, Rob Van Dam exits the boat backwards off a slide, very very similar to this in Three Headed Shark Attack. I've written this exact line down in my book, <laughs> so very good. Yeah, I haven't even written it. I just thought of it there, and I just, yeah, I just, I just thought of that. Yeah, he goes down the slide onto Phoebe's jet ski, and off they fuck. Motherfucker! First Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner break up, that is. So, so what follows now is my least favorite scene in the yes, film. Yes, mine too. Yes, it's reference, 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 reference of lots of other things. And I know that I keep talking about dialogue, but this is just this film in a nutshell so they, they, they end up on the shoreline and he fills her in on this this cult stuff and for one reason or other she totally believes his story she mm-hmm. says i thought it was zombies i hate zombies and uh he's like oh you believe me and then she goes with what else do you expect mm-hmm. from a collection of attention-seeking social media millennials with esteem issues which is a sentence that no fucking 15, 16-year-old ever say. No, but perfectly sums up everyone who's made this film. Yes, absolutely, yeah. But that, this could be the, the review of the film. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's another scene where she says, update me on this psycho breakfast club. So she's a nice yeah. 80s reference. Yeah, we, we get a Terminator 2 reference, another uh, Terminator 2 reference. We get Bear Grylls reference. We get a Queer Eye reference. There's another Camp Crystal Lake reference. That's from John, isn't it? It's just like, will you all shut up about other things that exist I'm, I'm going to, this, this annoyed me so much, I wrote it, and I'm going to read the line. Cole says, I saw the older ones died two years ago, but clearly they're back to life. Like they're mimetic metal or something. Mimetic fucking metal, mm. he said. He says the line mimetic yeah. metal. And uh, she says, liquid alloy. Yeah. And then he says, 
wait, you watched Terminator 2? And then she says... Oh, this bit wants me... Oh, oh and then man, Ken, I want to I want to punch Dom in the face because he's going to say it. And then Ken, oh. listen, listen to this, Ken. Then she says, <sighs> "You know they've just escaped from a boat where that's killing right, has happened. Right, yeah. They haven't got much time to spare, but they're having this conversation." Oh. And she says, "Yes, it's one of the four sequels in history that supersedes the original." I'm just there, like I want to kill everyone in this fucking film. <sighs> it's like, yes, okay, we get it. We get it, McGee. You're reliving your, your adolescent fantasies through this Fuck Phoebe you. character. Fuck you, McGee. <laughs> through this Phoebe character. We get it. This is the girl that you what wanted. What are the other three? Yeah, is that what you want us to ask? Is that what you want us to ask? Godfather 2. You've got that one, right? Okay, yeah. so what are the other two? Answer us, McGee. You fuck. You idiot. Oh, anyway, if you can think of any uh, of the other two, just give us a, give us a, a, a line. Can, you, can know, you just drop us that one? Ken, can you think of any film off the top of your head that supersedes this, the original? Well, not this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one Def- certainly doesn't, so Def- I don't know whether that was an ironic use of script, but yeah. I probably wasn't. Yeah, definitely not this one. Um, I'd go, I would definitely go with Terminator 2, yes, that's true. Uh, just mentioned Godfather 2, that probably would as well, although I am a big fan of the original Godfather. Me too. I, I like the actual development of the character without actually, without already knowing about the characters. Sometimes yeah. it's a lot easier in the sequel because you already know the characters. You haven't got to go through all the backstory because we've got it. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're a maniac cop, in which case you go through the backstory every single time just in case, uh, which I also like because it's yeah. good, good backstory. Would you have one of the Friday the 13th as about the original? Oh, I don't know, but she says the sequel. Yeah. I don't know whether she's going to say that a. Too, I don't know whether she's saying a sequel. Yeah, Friday the 13th 2 isn't, isn't no. as good as the first one. No, so I don't know whether she means that. Same with... Uh, I don't know I don't know whether we're supposed to think about it this much. Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe we're supposed to just ask McGee. Yeah. Maybe he just wants some attention because he's, probably he's on a Twitter. media, media, social, whatever the hell she said. Inundating with questions, people. Yeah, I actually wrote about Johnny. He talks about his Camp Crystal Lake reference, yeah. which is no... Why? Why is that even like Camp Crystal Lake? It's not. It's just a lake. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a lake and they're the ones killing people. So what the hell is he talking about? M- Melanie, she uh, she sets fire to the petrol that goes all the way down. I mean, they were going for quite a while, but it goes straight the way down uh, and blows the, the jet ski up. And uh, Phoebe, she's had enough of that shit and she gets out of there. She ends up running into a guy who's playing, actually, dueling banjos. Yes, he is, yeah. That pissed me off again. It just pisses me off from here on in. To be honest, as soon as those the guys from the first one turn up again, this film goes shit. Yeah. Apart from Max, when it when it's just Max, I'm happy. I was going to say, uh, I actually thought it improved when they turned up. but um, No, no, because no, I was all right with the first bit, because I thought, this is just similar. Yeah, but it was but annoying references, and then it just got stupid. To, to me, the the downfall is that sent is that comment with the Terminator Two, and it's mm. just like okay, there's no way, no, you wouldn't sit around and just have a chat. I think that's actually when I sent you the I've got to the annoying bit now. Yeah, yeah, that was when I told you that because uh, I I actually said I thought this isn't as bad as I remember it, and yeah. then it got to that bit, and it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering it's her favourite film, she doesn't seem to have any notice that this is dueling banjos that this guy's playing. And uh, there's just massive red flags all the way through this conversation with this guy. And she, he ends up trying to rape her. Cole... Yeah, there's no point in this scene. No. Incidentally. There's, no. Uh, there's no point in this whatsoever. Cole turns up and acts like a prick. 
Um, he, he ties I, the laces. You see him at first. For, for pleasure. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a sec. What the fuck is he on about? I'm going to talk about I had to look this up. I'll talk about it in a sec. Uh, Cole turns up, he ties the laces of the guy, which is what happened to him mm-hmm. earlier on in the film, wasn't it? Yeah. And he does it to this guy. And he starts talking about his favourite campfire food. S'mores. Yeah, he says, I love s'mores, I eat them just for pleasure. And because it's such a weird line, I was like, that must be a reference to something. And it's a reference, it's a line, a similar line from The Sure Thing, a 1985 movie from director Rob Reiner. So of course, it's a oh. it's a great reference to a film that no one's heard of. Oh, because Cole also likes Rob Reiner. Yes, films. because all fourteen year olds <laughs> like Rob Reiner, Ken. Oh, yeah. So I had to look. There's another thing I had to look up later as well. But yeah, that's the first thing. And yeah, I was like, I hated him doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just because it seemed so out of place, I was like, all right, yeah. I need to see what this is because it's, it's obviously he's uh, just a, like a nervous geek, yeah. and it suddenly he's singing in front of a madman. Yeah, it's so out of place. I'm going to have to search it. And sure enough, it is a line. It's a it's a similar yeah. line that John Cusack says in the Shaw thing. Anyway, uh, they they run away. He trips over his shoelaces. They get in the car. Sonia turns up with an actual fucking flamethrower. Where she got that from? I don't uh, know. Not sure. Sets fire to the rapist. Probably she, the only uh, deserved yeah, yeah. death. She she shouts fat dragon. Oh, she does. She yeah. shouts fat dragon because you know when that firework got shot at her, she read what it was as it went past her face. In the first film. Yes, so she shouts Fat Dragon. And then we we, we actually get a a quick before the deal was signed. We get this for all of these, uh, for all of the returning characters. We get a what were they doing before and what made them sign up to the cult. And it's really weird because she wasn't really doing anything to to suggest she wanted to join a cult. She was uh, a makeup artist in a morgue. And she was just putting makeup on on a girl's face, a dead body, obviously, a dead face. And then B turns up and says, do you want to do better or some shit? I don't know Something what she like says. That, yeah. And that was it. And it was like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah. It's not like she, was, she wasn't complaining about what she was doing. She was just doing a job. Yeah, and then now which we she, all fucking do. Yeah, and then she just suddenly joined a cult yeah. to do something else. So she kills the rapist with a flamethrower. This she is d- she does minutes. say silence rapist, yeah. which I, I quite like that. I just yeah. liked the, the this two, is probably the two only, words together. Yeah, this is probably the, 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 the one person that deserves to be killed. <laughs> yeah, and she, she, she does. She burns him. Yeah, this is 40 minutes into the film. We've only got our second kill. Um, and it's, I feel like it's been hours at this point. I remember mm. I wrote that. This feels like it's been hours, this film, with 40 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, and then Cole ends up. He ends up running her over. They run her over, yeah, a few times. Um, they reverse over her again as well. Um, then she she still gets up, so they run her over again. Uh, she's now on the hood of the car as they ram her into the the rocks. And as they ram her into the rocks, this rapist who's in the middle of a desert of, of something he's now a surfboard on top uh, <laughs> that decapitates her. Uh, in an explosion of blood. Yeah. Uh, the car's fucked after that. It's stuck on the rocks. Um, and then we hear, we hear Hocus Pocus yeah, by Focus. We do, yeah. And it doesn't even last long. It, it's no. like a, it's only about like a 20 second bit of that song. Yeah. And but obviously it's it's the uh, it's the mental. The, the yodeling <laughs> bit, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever watched the video, by the way, of, uh, of them performing that live? <laughs> yeah, you worry for the guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you really do. It's about fucking fifteen minutes long in yeah, that song. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the easiest listen. No. <laughs> that song. Um, they hide under the car whilst the bad guys argue, and uh, there's a rattlesnake because obviously you remember Phoebe. She thinks that reptiles are misunderstood, yes, especially the snakes. Mo- the most misunderstood of all reptiles. It crawls up his trouser leg, and uh, out of his shirt. And he end- she ends up throwing it out the car because there's a little bit where they think, oh, we've heard something under the car. Mm. They throw it out and uh, the bad guys, they get scared and run away. And um, there's, um, there's, there's actually also, there's a bit of unrest between the bad guys uh, as they start to argue about who, the young and the old. Like the older, about what twenty three or something. If that, yeah. Yeah, so they're the old ones, um, and there's a there's a Morgan Freeman reference to John, the black guy who looks nothing like Morgan Freeman whatsoever. No, I look more like Morgan Freeman than John does. Um, there's a, a cabin in the woods reference. I'm yeah. Let's go to a cabin. I've got a cabin in the woods. That's great. That that sounds safe. Nothing bad's ever happened in the cabin in the woods. It's like yeah, we yeah. get it. Yeah. Evil uh, Dead. They do more Friday the 13th. He does the sound effect again on that. Says, do you have to do that? He says, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is a lot. you just stop it? It is a lot. And, you know, but the thing that pisses me off the most though, about that sort of stuff is it's not even the stuff like Indiana Jones. It's it's this, which I'm about to read now, which is, is Phoebe talking to Cole. Mm. The, the, about, she thanks him to coming back to help her. And she hints at more of a backstory, which no one gives a fuck about at this point. And then she says, them's the brakes, pony boy. Stay gold my ass. Which, of course, is from the teenage favourite, The Outsiders, from 1983. <laughs> well, that's what that's from. Pony boy is a, is a character from that. And uh, Stay Gold is a, you know, and them's the brakes. It's, it's just from The Outsiders, like McGee. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> There's no way anyone it's is like going to M- know McG that. McGee has never known a child. He's literally written just written it from his own childhood. Yeah. That's it. He's never actually spoken to anybody under his own age range ever. And finally, we mercifully get a, a fucking break from this to see the dads, where they're they're playing VR and smoking weed and just chatting and making this, jokes. You know, th- this is the thing that I thought was just from. It might as well have been from a different film. Yeah, it's totally separated from everything in this film. Yeah. There's no point in this scene other than it's them just dicking about yeah which is fine because as you say it's fun it is <laughs> they're, fun they're, and it, they're, they're quite good they're, they're good yeah. together their banter's funny uh, it looks ad-libbed yeah and it's just pointless yeah and i think i don't know if that if it would actually be that good if you watched it in a separate film you know in a comedy but because this is so bad that when you actually have that respite you're like oh thank fuck <laughs> Um, because it, you go straight back to Cole and Phoebe, they're looking for a cabin from her past. Allison turns up, starts shooting at them. There's a bullet that ricochets back into her boob. We get another hilarious recall back oh, to the first Jesus, film, where she, we just... where we just talk about her boob and how it's been shot again. She calls him Cole Biscuits. Oh yeah, what the fuck does that? I mean? don't know. That was one of the weirdest nicknames that he gets called. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, we get a flashback. We get a flashback from her as well, which is absolutely ridiculous and in no way, any way, shape or form, how somebody would actually act ever. So, you know, the first one, 
Sonia, she's just working in a morgue, putting makeup on her corpse, which is fine. She doesn't do anything. She just sort of, she's doing that. That's the end of that. This, the cheerleader, she wants to be a journalist. She went through all that in the first one. Um, her interview is that she wants to be a journalist. And she says, like, Geraldo, which I'm not sure is how to pronounce it, but <laughs> I think that's how she says it, just yeah. for a joke. Yeah. Um, but Herald, Heraldo, isn't it? Heraldo. Yeah, yeah but, but she pronounces it Geraldo. Yeah. Um, except, you know, somebody wants to have sex with you. You know, it's like, because she's sexy. And, and she mentions it all the time, how fit she is. I mean, fair, fair enough. I'll, I'll cut her some slack on that. She's annoying as shit, but she's still attractive. <sighs> no, you've got different standards. <laughs> well, I, have, so I, have, I have none. <laughs> she's just so fucking annoying. Jesus yeah, well, Christ. I've, I've acknowledged that. Yeah. I'm not going to live with her. <laughs> Absolutely oh. no. That's not happening. Well, Bella Thorne, if you're listening... <laughs> Ken will have sex with you, but he won't live with you. Hey, that's the character I'm talking about, Bella. Let's not <laughs> let's not rule this out. <laughs> let's not just say no right now, okay? Anyway, she falls down the crack in the rocks and gets her head stuck, and uh, Cole and Phoebe just simply pull on her legs, and it decapitates her. It's and easy, quite right, isn't it? and quite right. It's too. fucking easy, isn't it? Yeah, and then a, a boulder falls on her like it's from a fucking Looney Tunes. Yep, no need for that at all. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's not relevant to anything that happening. Max turns up, he turns up with an axe. Uh, they fend him off with bits of, of um, Bellathorn's body, like a leg and stuff, to, mm-hmm. to hold him back. Yep, she um, frees baby dolphin Yeah, is a line. Yeah. I don't know what that means. No, me neither. No, I, I, I just wrote it down and then carried on. Uh, he kicks him in the bollocks, and this time... Yeah, he finally found. Yeah, he finally found my dick. Cop. Yeah, <laughs> which is a weird thing to shout. To a he boy. seems very pleased by it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's in pain, but he's happy. Oh, oh, come on! Oh, oh, oh. Shit. really? Finally found my dick. Cop. Okay, and th- here's another scene that I fucking hated. Was Hang the- on, we 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 get uh, we get a flash. A flashback now oh, to Max. God. Yeah, yeah. This is actually the best flashback of the film. I I enjoyed this moment because, yeah. Ma- as I said, Max was my favourite character in the first one. He's my he's favourite. Li- his favourite character in this one. He's got a little paper hat. Yeah, he's he's got no shirt on. In uh, his name, but tag. he but he is wearing a badge. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a badge that says his name. And there's some woman. He's working in a some sort of diner. Yeah, and there's a some woman, some bitch, just having a go at him about everything about fries. Yeah, she she wanted she wanted uh, salt fries, and he gave her spicy fries. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's just funny. So he's just there, just staring at her with dead eyes. He he's not a, really he, listening to her. He has a little look at the fryer. Yeah, yeah, he, he glanced down at that, and uh, and then she says, "And why aren't you wearing a shirt, you cunt?" <laughs> <laughs> It's just irrelevant. It's just no reason for it. She's overly aggressive and that. And uh, apparently that's he just wanted to kill somebody. That's yeah, why he wanna, signed the book. Yeah, because yeah. Samara Weaving, Bell, uh, B, she's there and she says, do you want to kill somebody? Yeah, so the only reason he's there is because yes. The answer is yes, he does. Just wants to. Yeah. 
as I say, we get to the, the just again another scene that I hated was the escape on a boat, and it's called the Jenny. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Max kills the owner, and as he's walking towards him, he gives a little double pop culture reference here because mm. he he mentions Forrest Gump. He does a little impression about yeah. you know the Jenny the Jenny line from Forrest Gump, and then Ken he mentions of yeah, course because. <laughs> they, they can't start the, the boat, right? They can't start the boat. This this needs a little bit of an introduction because this is how fucking stupid this bit is. The boat uh, doesn't require a key. It requires a number combination. Yeah, to start the motor. And unfortunately, uh, the guy who knew it uh, has just been macheted through the middle by uh, Max. So he, he was uh, in a ridiculous cameo. No idea who he is, but he was in it for like, 20 seconds at most and then dies bearing in mind that the boat is called the jenny mm-hmm. carry on yeah um so they don't know the number and uh over to you dom <laughs> he that, after he does the forrest gump impression he mentions the 1981 classic song from tommy two-tone to be honest i don't know this fucking neither song. neither fucking did i and i'm i even hearing it because they do a little clip of it I still probably don't know that song. It's 86753090 Jenny is the name of the song. And of course the kids know that song and uh, there's like a little like light bulb going off noise. They look at each other and they sing along because Max mentions it. He says he starts I love that Jenny song he says and they start singing along as they dial in the number. It's like what the fuck McGee. Do you know, do you know what fuck? I'd think of if they said Jenny? I would think of the spinning Jenny from the textile revolution uh, back in my history class. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> I'd have been no use. Which is why, let's thank fuck that you didn't write this then. <laughs> and they'd have started just spinning. Because yeah, there was a loom which <laughs> yeah, had to work. To... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then the Luddites would turn up and smash the boat to pieces because they fear technology and uh, progress. So they key the numbers in and it starts the fucking boat. <laughs> Fuck me, I hated that bit. Yeah. Anyway, Max, quick thinking as ever, Max just jumps in a dinghy, which is also just there. Yeah, it's and, attached uh, to the back. And just flies off behind them. Yeah, he, he pulls himself onto the boat. Phoebe sprays some uh, silly string onto his head. I didn't realise it was this fucking flammable. I don't know why they give I'm, it kids. I'm almost certain it isn't. So they spray it onto his face and they light it. He falls into the boat. Um, the The... The rope that's attached to the dinghy gets caught in the propellers and drags Max under and rips his face off in a in a good little horror in a good little death scene. Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a nice death actually. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's the end of Max and the end of my enjoyment of the film. Yeah, somehow John, who still stood on the little jetty, has uh, seen all of this, even though they were travelling yeah, for great speed for quite some time. Yeah, it's quite a while. Yeah, that. but he can see all of that. He sees it from where he is. Uh, Jimmy and Diego say, "Right, this is we didn't sign up for all of this." Fair rubbish. enough. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. Uh, Diego explodes at this point. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Jammy, DJ J- Jimmy Jammy. J- Jimmy actually gives us a, uh, <laughs> a on his knees with Diego's like blown up corpse, just shouting Diego, yeah. <laughs> which, which I, it did make me laugh again. Yeah. Because uh, he's just an idiot, Jimmy. He's, he's quite amusing. He was like a, an understudy to Max. He was, yeah. They're he pretty much kind, the same character. He was kind of a stupid guy in the first one, but he's like a bit more intelligence as he's as he's grown older whilst dead. Uh, yeah. So then then Jimmy explodes as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because they, they set our dicks on fire that made me laugh earlier yeah. was Jimmy yeah. and uh, Max made me laugh as well. So it's them two characters that have dragged this film through. Yeah, it uh, turns out that you can't just decide that you've quit. You yeah. can't quit the cult. You can't decide that you're not going to uh, follow through with your part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, so Mel rings up the dads um, who uh, gives some more little uh, crazy shit and, uh, yeah, we'll come and pick you up. That's enough of that bit. Yeah. We get some more backstory. Um, yeah, they get they get to the cabin, right? Um, and the cabin's not in the woods at all. There is no fucking woods. Cliff edges. Yeah, exactly. It? There's no woods whatsoever. So all that referencing of cabin in the woods is totally meaningless, just for the point of referencing more shit. Yeah, there's a little bit of backstory more from Phoebe. They're pursued by Melanie and John on another boat. Melanie's in a ridiculous pose, like a founding father, mm-hmm. where she's got her knee up on the on the fucking yeah. front of the boat with a lantern. A lovely scene. Yeah, and uh, we get then get my second least favourite scene of the film, Ken, which is when they get into the cabin. It's mm-hmm. it's her family cabin. And it turns out that the keys that were on the rabbit opens the door to this place. They go into the basement. This is her big plan, is that they hide in the basement until morning. You're not going to miss out the, uh, the needless piss joke, are you? Well, I was going to, but go on. Cole needs a piss. Yeah. He needs the toilet. But there is only an outhouse, and he's too scared to go outside. So he pisses in a in a jug, that or a vase that uh, is there. And whilst he's pissing, she gets spooked by nothing whatsoever, and it's not explained what it is. So she's walking backwards, bumps into him. He spins round, pisses in her face. Yeah, and that's 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 the end of that. That just happens, and then they laugh about it, and it's like, oh. What's the point of that? It's no point at all other than just a, a piss joke. Yeah. Thanks, McGee. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was skipping it. No, I wasn't going to skip it because it <laughs> fucking irritated me. Yeah. So they go down into the basement and they start to kiss. And then this is, it cuts to a dance sequence. I hated it. Yeah. Second, second least favourite scene. Jesus Christ. Christ, I hated that. But it, it's annoying because we first of all, we get like a, a white rabbit. By Jefferson Airplane, yeah, which is a great song, yeah. yeah. And we get that as well because she mentions that you know she used to think that she was like Alice and all that, and she go down the rabbit hole, and and it plays that as they go down into the cellar, and that was good. I yeah. like that. I thought, okay, good. It's a great tune. Yeah, that's why it is. It is good. Yeah, and I thought I like this bit. You see a lot of it in like in like seventies cult films or anything like that. You yeah, know? It's, it's kind of associated with drugs as well, isn't yeah. it? And uh, and all that kind of. Uh, your disorientation of where you are and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, these other two, John and, what's her name, Mel, yeah. they've found the boat because they left the lights on as well, which is even more stupid of them. you got the dads. We cut the dads in the car. They're, um, they're singing Black Velvet at the top of their voice. Well, I've got bad memories of that song. <laughs> I actually quite like this bit, though. It's, they do in every, every, you know, you sing along to a song. In a film, you have to sing it slightly quicker than the actual version because there's music in the middle that not interesting. So, uh, yeah, they sing it slightly quicker than the original. Um, I quite like that bit. Uh, there's a phone call. Uh, they mention, they reference Joe Exotic in this in this phone call, who, uh, you know, won't mean anything soon. Um, and uh, I think I think this is, this is the bit you're going to get to, but I just wanted to build this up because I think what it's supposed to represent is a sex scene. 
Yeah. Which we don't see, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, these are still 16-year-olds, apparently. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like it's um, it's it's an old like Monty Python kind of reference instead where it's like, uh, like lots of euphemisms ch- chimneys and uh, yeah and hot like, dogs into yeah, buns and, and things like trains that, yeah. through tunnels and things yeah that kind of thing and but, they start off dancing as well they do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air dance which is like why mm. would they know that you know and uh, the black guy actually has the, the Jazzy Jeff big sort of yeah. flat top hairstyle and like the the bad guys are all dancing in the background it's I just like this bit yeah I was just like fucking hell I hated this yeah I've just written the word horrible yeah it's, it is horrible they're all dancing. It's like fucking hell. Yeah, hated it too much. Yeah, and I'm, I, I actually am glad they did the symbolism. But again, it just went on fucking too it long. Did, actually, yeah. wrote, I wrote the words "hated it" as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these teenagers. So this scene went on longer than the actual sex scene probably would. Yeah. Uh, there's more backstory which no one asked for of the the parents, and basically, it's Phoebe. Phoebe's parents died in the crash because they. They went to pick her rabbit up that she left at the beach. Her and her babysitter are on the way to the beach to find the rabbit and they ended up colliding on the road and off the cliff and the parents die. And uh, apparently the babysitter dies, but it turns out that she lives later and we'll talk about that. I, in the car crash, you see the car crash and you see that in slow motion and there, is no, there is no way anybody survives that. Yeah, because they're in I'll the truck. You, I'll tell you that. Because Phoebe the, and, it's an open top Jeep. Yeah, I was going to say Phoebe <laughs> and uh, the babysitter in the open top Jeep and you see the people fly out of the Jeep <laughs> and the fucking Jeep land on them. <laughs> there is no way anyone survived that. Cole and Mel's dads turn up now and uh, they call out Cole to come and uh, come out so they can go home. Um, before that, Phoebe, she uses, a, she uses a code she found on the bunny, so on that Chinese fortune mm. cookie we were talking about. And it unlocks a safe, Ken. It unlocks yeah. a safe we, in we, the ground. <laughs> we've had a, we've had a good hill, uh, Goodwill Hunting reference as well. Yeah. Saying, are oh, you not going to tell me it's all not my fault? Uh, which he says, no. Uh, we get another Terminator reference as well about all that stuff. And it's like, will you shut up with your fucking references and say something that's new? I mean, I, I reference films a lot, right? Because I've seen a lot of films, but I'm not a 16-year-old <laughs> living yeah. in an age of not actually bothering about films. Yeah. But I don't do it that many times. Just, yeah. just to sound cool. It's only if I think of something. It's like something resembles something that I can think of. But they're doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, my my girlfriend, her her, her youngest brother is seventeen. He doesn't fucking reference films. No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't reference films ever. Probably um, hardly even speaks. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> um, we we get to uh, yeah, so yeah, so they get the safe combination off the back of this. Oh, Jesus! And he opens Christ. it up and he says something about. Could anything be more erotic than this? Or something like that. And then it, it turns out it's just a crossbow. How the fuck's that erotic? I don't know. It's not even used, is it, the crossbow? The cro- uh, comes- yeah. The cross- yeah, but they miss with it. Yeah, they, yeah, come- they, they, they come out of the cellar uh, somehow wearing face paints. I don't know why they're now wearing face paints. That didn't seem to be in it. Yeah, she shoots the crossbow. It misses because she's shit. Um, then, we get, then we get John's flashback. Yeah, oh, this I hated this. So did I. There's an awful lot to hate in this second half of this film. Yeah, in the fucking first half as well. But yeah, it's basically he's a singer. But then he's just again, you can see why he was a vine. It just like it's, it's like nobody in the 
Nobody ever would sing like this ever, and it goes unless on they're for a doing while. it on purpose. And it's like that's just stupid. Can't give up on me like that, Frank. I'll do anything to make it. It goes on for way too long. As I say, you can just tell that this guy is from the sort of social media comedy thing where it's just like that's not even like it's probably funny in a five second clip not it's in a not. film I know it wouldn't be yeah I know it's it is, it's really bad and he grabs a sword and he goes to kill Cole he ends up cutting the rope at which uh, it, a chandelier falls down which is it's made of uh, antlers and it falls and kills him and considering he is my least favourite character in both of these films I think he gets both of the best death scenes yeah, in both of them because the, the horns go straight through his, his mouth and out is you know really really good um and that, that's the only saving grace for this film whereas in the first one it had samara weaving and a pretty coherent plot with some touching moments this has literally just the death to, to fall yeah, it's back just on. irritating apart from death yeah because uh, the special effects deserve to to be mentioned because they are still good in this even though the film's terrible uh, Melanie, again, she tries to trick everyone into thinking Cole's mental, but he ends up just running off, and uh, she kills her own dad with a machete. He decides, that, you know, it's... it's. Uh, you're talking about Monty Python earlier. This is Monty Python as well, isn't it? Yeah, he, he gets uh, he gets a couple of quick one-liners after each of his arms are cut off. Yeah, and then she ends up stabbing him, and he dies. Um, Cole tells Phoebe to run, and he... Uh, uh, he uh, he hugs his dad. His dad turns up. They they hug, and his dad ends up drugging him. Mm. And uh, yeah, he, thanks, dad. Yeah, he wakes up at the gas station. Basically, steals his dad's car. Says, "I have to save Phoebe," and off he drives back to to the place they were just at. This bit irritated me. Totally pointless, actually. That bit. I don't understand why. Um, oh yeah, yeah. This is actually my third. I've written it again. Yeah, my third worst Jesus. film is Melanie versus Phoebe in a Street Fighter fight scene yeah. with with health bars in the corners yeah. and girl fight. Yeah, and it actually comes up with the Street Fighter fight. Yeah, thing comes up with the graphic and everything, and it, oh, it's just and they like jumping around, flying around, and kicking each other while their health things just like drop a little bit. It's like, shock. And they do the the hand thing with the dragon balls coming out. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, just terrible. Uh, We get the ritual scene right at the end there. Phoebe's tied up and, uh, again, just they're obsessed with Terminator. Yeah, mention it again. Cole's a big Terminator fan. He'll be back, Mm. is what they say. Sure enough, he turns up. He offers his blood as as a... You know, as long as Phoebe is released, he'll give you his blood. And then finally, Samara Weaving turns up thankfully because mm. fucking something had to happen to save this film even though it doesn't really because there's only four minutes left of the film yeah and uh phoebe recognizes b as well it turns out she was the babysitter ken <gasps> don't you see oh my god what you could have cut all of this out and no Jesus one would give a fuck christ you wouldn't care would you if you cut no. all of her backstory out the old cult members turn up again they extract cole's blood and drink from it as, uh, they mix it with Boom Boom's blood and drink from it, and they all start throwing up blood. Uh, B knows though; she she knows that something's not up, so she doesn't drink it. Yeah, so yeah, there's a, a Faustian reference, of course. Yeah, they do mention Faust. Yeah, they do. Yeah, just before all this. Yeah, so they they all drink the blood. Um, they're all sick. 
Killer Queen starts the, playing. Yeah, yeah, they play they play they play the Killer Queen for us in case we forgot the, what the subtitle of the film was. Um, and then we go through Max. <laughs> Max says respect. Yeah, you know <laughs> because he's not a virgin anymore. So he, you he, fucking he, stud Cole. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pleased that he's <laughs> going to die because at least Cole's <laughs> at least Cole sealed the deal. I like how happy he is. He's like I'm not even mad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Max is just fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they all explode. Yeah. And then B... Uh, right. Right. Here we go, Ken. Oh. B, she says that she put the rabbit in the locker mm. and made the deal with the devil so Phoebe could live mm. originally. That's why she's in the cult. Even though in the first film, she said she did it to be popular. Mm-hmm. Didn't she? She was like, that's why I've done it. Um. So, okay, the, oh, okay is she a good guy? But no, because she turned Melanie... To be in the cult by promising her more subscribers. Mm. Um, apparently, that's all it takes now. I don't know if that's a that's McGee trying to do some commentary on now where people care more about subscribers and their soul. I don't know. Although, uh, you, if you do subscribe to us, please uh, <laughs> give us a like. <laughs> yeah, and we'll try not to kill any more kids. <laughs> so yeah, I just I think there's a lot of contradictions, a lot of plot holes in this film. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense what she's saying. And uh, she says the only way for it to end is to is to die herself. So she drinks the blood and ends up dying. B does. Um, Cole's dad sees it all and he finally believes his son. Yeah. He kisses Phoebe. Cuts to Cole. As it turns out, all he needed, he needed just to have sex. And that was yeah. it. <laughs> he was right. It solves everything. He's in there with shades on. He's having a fucking great time. Yeah. And uh, there's another shot. The devil's a buck in the sand, almost promising us a fucking third movie. Let's hope not. And that's the end of the fucking film. Thank goodness for that. Absolutely hated that second one. Yep. Tolerated the first one. It was much better than this. Um, thanks to Samara Weaving and things like that. But this one was almost unbearable, if not for Max and uh, the, the gore. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Awful. Awful film, the second one. Too many references. Honestly, for the, about the first 20 minutes, I thought, okay, we'll give it a go. It's not too bad. Bit funny. The parents were quite still quite funny. Um, and then it was just like, oh, yes, it's the same shit. Please stop it. Yeah, I'd rather have watched the first one twice than watch yeah. the second one once. Absolutely, I totally agree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you've, you've probably enjoyed it. Let, let us know if you've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not actually that horribly rated on, the, on uh, IMDb. Yeah, people seem to like it. So, some people like it more than the first one for some reason. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> but still, if you're one of those people, or if you agree, let us know. Let us know something. Yeah. Have you even seen it? Tell us that at least. <laughs> Are you out there or what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should reference more films. Maybe that's what's popular. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And with that, we're going to move on. <laughs> with that happiness, <laughs> we're going to move on to this week's film pitch. So no more delusions or anything? Nope. It was all in my head. God, it sounds so insane now. I mean, no wonder you guys want to be committed. Now I'm just committed to getting through high school. Oh my God, I love that. You got some pussy, didn't you? I can tell, look at you all big and shit. You're gangly, you got your little corduroy jacket with your little neck up and shit. You got your glasses. You Magnum XL wearing motherfucker. You're doing the work though, and that's what it is. You're making strides, you're doing the work, and you're seeing results. Get your ass up. Come on, let's hug it out. Hug it. This is what we do at Courtney. Look at you. think you're putting in work. You just get a phone. Uh, it's my turn, again to do the film pitch this week. <laughs> oh, good. Because <laughs> I've prepared nothing. <laughs> well, that's not stopped me before. 
And what I think, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to do, uh, it's an intergalactic sci-fi movie. Okay. You like that? No. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the genre. All right. Change my mind. Okay, so what it is, is it's it's a film based entirely on references to other films. Oh, yes, actually, I do like this. So we've got an intergalactic dream team yeah, here. Yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, dream team. We've got, uh, we've got Jason X. Nice. He's the, he's the muscle in all of this. Okay. We've got... Chewbacca. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, surely he's also the muscle in this. No, he's the he's the Groot character, the <laughs> comic the relief. Wookie. Yeah, he's the Wookiee. He's the he's the hairy one. Yes, that's right. I know who he is. I don't know if you know I this. I recognise the reference. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got um, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. from Demolition Man. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't remember what his name is in that film. John Spartan. Yes. We've got John Spartan from Demolition Man. Yeah. We've got Jean-Claude Van Damme from Time Cop. Mm-hmm. And we've also got, how can we even think to leave this person out? We've got... Can we have Johnny Five from Short Circuit? And of course, at the end, we've got Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Excellent. And what they're doing, they're, they're our last hope of a universal survival from the ultimate bad guys, which are yes. simply called the ultimate bad guys. <laughs> really? That's a good name for the gang. Yes. And there you go. It's kind of like Star Wars, but very, very referential. They they listen to 80s music a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things that happen are stuff that also happens in other films, which are much better than this. Okay. And we got lots of references as well, like for when the music happens, maybe a like montage of, of things happen for the music so you can enjoy the music for I don't know about 20 seconds at yeah. a time thus filling out the time of the film yeah excellent yeah you got you got um you got also you know when I if I'm gonna do this I need to uh, get my team together mm-hmm. yeah and that's when as well you, you got like Chewbacca he's what he's working at at a at a car wash yeah you know, Mambo number five. That's, uh, I was going to say that's, that's absorbent. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's why he's doing it. Yeah, he gets, like he gets spun around. Yeah, like <laughs> he wearing gets, the mitts. On he it. gets spun round to clean the car at the end, yeah. like it. And what, uh, what noise does he make? Uh, you can't hear it because um, <laughs> Mambo number five's playing. All oh, right, I thought you couldn't hear it because you can't do the noise of. No, also that too. <laughs> Mambo number five's playing. Yeah, yeah Lou, that's a nice Lou, Lou Vega. And because these are all misfits and ne'er do wells, they're brought back. You know, they can't expect them to get along. They need they need a handler, mm. someone to keep them all in line. Yeah, who you got? Carl Weathers. Oh yes, Carl Weathers is is a. Can Can I suggest he has an eye patch? Yes, you can suggest it. He okay. has two eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has. He wears both on on the same just eye. On one eye, yeah. in case one of them falls off. Yeah, <laughs> he, he rips one off in disgust at one point. He's got one <laughs> underneath. This might be a bit too close to the Mandalorian <laughs> that he's doing, so hopefully, hopefully he takes it. I don't know. Does he wear an eye patch in that? No, but it's kind of just sci-fi similar. He's probably got a cape. Oh, has he? Yeah. We could bring that with him. Yeah. Because it is sci-fi, isn't it? So everyone you know, wears a cape. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I like he'll probably wear a hat in our in our one as what well. What kind of hat has he got on? Probably not his top hat from Rocky <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean. 
I know you said it would be referential, but that's th- that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be one of those hats that dispense liquid from the sides. <laughs> yeah, like a, a beer hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like sci-fi-esque. And as I say, they just go through the whole film just referencing other sci-fi M- films. Much like we are right now. Yes. Oh, b- brilliant. I'd like to be in on the script. What do you think we should call it? Uh, referential 2. Wars. <laughs> yeah, Referential Wars 2. Yeah. Call, call it episode, yeah, episode 4. That references Star Wars that way, you see. Yeah, part four. Maybe we should name it after a song and then we can play that song in the film. Um, Okay. The Frog Chorus (laughs) by Paul McCartney. (laughs) The Pipes of Peace. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Mull of Kintyre. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the name of it. (laughs) Referential Wars, the Mull of Kintyre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That'll get their kids in. <laughs> Didn't stop them watching Babysitter reference, referencing yeah. fucking Tommy Two-Toed or whatever the fuck it was. Tommy Two-Tits. <laughs> That's his name, yeah. We'll get him in. And fucking E.T. Finger. E.T. Fingers is in this. He's E.T. A, Fingers and Tommy Two-Tits. E.T. Fingers is a bounty hunter. Excellent. He's been hired by the, the bad guys to, to track them down. And I think maybe the bad guy, one of them, could be Charles Dance. I like the thought of that. He's like a big, massive... Like giant looking thing, and it's just Charles Dance. What is he? What? He's not that massive though in real life. Well, he... CGI him as as massive. Oh really? Oh but, okay. But not like we're not going to make him look like a monster. He's just going to look like Charles Dance. <laughs> just a massive dance. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that at the end. So now a massive dance to end the film. <laughs> this <laughs> is almost turned into if Monty Python did a space movie. Yeah, it's just him. It's <laughs> yeah. just huge. Yeah, he just says bye. The we end. Literally made this up as we were doing it, but I actually would love to watch this film. I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with Van Damme in it and Stallone. That's, that's the budget. I don't think we'd be able to actually get the space, would we? They get the outer space theme to it because we wouldn't be able to budget for special effects. We're not going to shoot on location. We'd do it in a get <laughs> a, a blast Van Damme into space. <laughs> I don't know how it works. We're going to do it in a studio. I know, I think everything's a documentary. <laughs> We're going to hire actual Wookiee. What <laughs> are the travel expenses for that? Oh, right. Okay, well, you, you've misled me. We may have to uh, ask Cuba for some more money then if we're going to do that. Gooding Jr. or, <laughs> or the good people. All of them. <laughs> All of them. It's going to be expensive. He's probably got enough. <laughs> Hasn't he? Who, Cuba? Hasn't he? Probably not. Oh. Bill Gates, oh, Elon Musk. We'll get him, give oh, him a he cameo. He loves space. Yeah. Of course he does. He, give he, him he a likes cameo. a bit of space. Yeah. What? Like, what? Is give that him a car? A ca- he can buy his own cars. No, a cameo in the film. Oh, yeah, we'll get a cameo who did Word Up. <laughs> we'll get them in it, yeah. Even better. Yeah. Yeah, and he can, he can be singing with cameo, Bill Gates and cameo. <laughs> Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Elon Musk and Cameo. Cameo featuring Elon Ga- Musk. I thought you said Bill Gates was coming. I was in. thinking it, but I think Elon Musk prefers space more than Bill Gates. He likes windows. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Which one was uh was your favourite from uh these two babysitter films, by the way? What which film? Yeah. One. First <laughs> which one. was your favourite character? Max. Of both of them? Yeah. Favourite death? Mm. 
I did like John's death in the first one. Yeah. Um, that was a good death. But I actually did like Max's death in the second one. I like the propeller to the face. I've heard that about you. I'm a stickler for the propeller to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Let it never be said that I don't appreciate that. Well, spread the word on social media. Canon <laughs> propeller to the face. Yep, that's me. Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> and while you're there, follow us on social media. We're yeah, on, come on. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Search Bad Movie Court on Facebook and you'll find our group there. Come and chat to us about films. It's a, it, it's a private group, incidentally, because I can't change the uh, privacy on yeah. Facebook. It's so, private because I used to say things on there that I didn't really want people to know. <laughs> but it's now, okay. now we, yeah i can delete all that if you're going to join i'll delete it now he just says them on this podcast and i have to edit them out <laughs> yeah we, we we you know we chat about films that haven't been on this podcast or on the website yet so if you you know if you're a fan of movies uh, come and join us over there we've got an, a good community there where people just li- literally just chatting about films that they they like so yeah join us on facebook we're also on instagram uh drop us a a rating on uh, apple podcast as well uh, which just helps keep this uh, podcast going subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts as well and uh from all of us here at the bad movie call we will see you next time oh yes indeed Two, one, three, two.